Simo swallows so much. This is him when he starts a show every week. <laughs> I'm ready, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going live in three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. The greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. And what's going on, everybody? Frat Chat Podcast! How you doing, Mr. Bo? Yo, man, what's up? I'm good. How are you? I am caffeined up like a motherfucker now, yeah, so I'm feeling great. Have you ever had those um, pre-workout drinks? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like an energy drink. Yeah. That makes your, makes your skin tingle. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> those things are like, those things but fuck you can you lift up. like 10 times as much. I know, but you need to. Otherwise, it's like, ah! It's, it's like awful. That's a little too much. It's a little too much. Man, this this Dunkin' coffee really got me today. I was talking you know what? shit. I, lo- I like Dunkin' Donuts more than I like Starbucks. Oh, controversial statement here. But uh, I put pumpkin flavor in my coffee, so it's still basic. You just carry that with you? You just carry pumpkin flavor? Oh, no, they have it. They have it at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, really? Do you want to taste it? Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to taste it and turn basic. I don't know how these things happen. I don't know if it's like turning gay, where like if I share your drink, I turn gay, right? That's how it works. Maybe it's you like might. Cold. I think everyone's got a little gay in them. That's what I hear. That's what Mike Pence says, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Mike Pence would be a sexy daddy if he wanted to be. I think he looks like a serial killer. But you told me that before, though, so you must believe it. I don't know. I think that there's something about him that something does tell me he wears like very teeny underwear, though, like sexy red so? underwear, Republican red. Patini. I feel like he probably wears like a diaper and his wife spanks him. I feel like he's into like some weird shit. I feel like he wears the teeny red underwear, but he tucks in his wiener though. Uh, okay, so before we get started, can I just tell you? Oh, oh. <laughs> or you could just drop the mic and ruin the show. Oh my god! And we're canceled. <laughs> that was so scary. Uh, Are go. you okay? I'm okay. I'm, Are okay. You okay? I'm, I'm just startled. I'm surprised he didn't scream. Okay. <laughs> So, I have a friend in Chicago, and I asked him if I could borrow his carry-on bag because my zipper popped when I was about to go on a trip. He said, you called me the best time because I just flew in a day early from my business trip, and so meet me in my place. I'll dump out my bag, and you can take it home with you. I said, great. So, I meet him at his place. You walk in. He's been living with this guy for like eight years, right? Mm-hmm. So he also surprised his live-in boyfriend of eight years a day early. So we get to the apartment, and there's, like, baby stuff. Oh, and I was like, do you have a niece or nephew? He said, no. I said, does <laughs> yeah. Joe Schmo have a niece or nephew? He said, no. I said, okay. So we hear, like, some commotion. We walk in the back, and yes. uh, he opens his door. His boyfriend was having a full-on baby orgy. Oh, God. All of his friends were dressed up in, like, baby gear. Oh, God. And diapers and spanking each other. And, like, there was a playpen set. It was fucking weird. And what? How have you never told me this before? It was so bizarre. <laughs> my friend was like, oh, my God. And then his boyfriend was like, oh, my God, Kevin. And I was like, no, no. You back the fuck up, Huggies. You, you're a sick fuck. You back the fuck up, Kevin. You grab your shit. You're coming home with me. That's fucking weird. Oh, my God. y'all shit your damn pants. It's weird. Well, and it's funny. We know Huggies, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a flex name. <laughs> yeah. On that note, Carlos, how are you? What's new? Tell me everything. I'm doing good, man. Uh, the greatest comedy show of all time's three-year anniversary was fucking dope. Great set, my friend. We kicked some ass. Oh, thanks. And we will be back Friday, October 11th at 7 o'clock in the main room of Broadway Comedy Club. And also, we also have another new show coming up at the QED Astoria on Wednesday, November 6th at 7.30 p.m. So stay tuned for the announcement of the bigger announcement coming up 
in a few days. Also, so we're Batman, performing in Manhattan. We're performing in Brooklyn. We're performing in Queens. Yeah, boy. We're taking over the boroughs, baby. Wow. I like this. I like this a lot. We um, pretty much almost have world domination, if you ask me. That was great. Um, let's see. And also, uh, you are rocking your Moonlight hat. Today I'm slacking, and I'm rocking my Hulk Hogan t-shirt, brother, because I'm doing laundry, dude. Oh, there's that, that means, brother. And when that shit happens, the 24-inch pythons get pumped up, dude. And then I'm drinking caffeine, and I get all excited. I start there to feel go. ways, brother. But wow. shout out to our official sponsor, The Moon Life Clothing and Accessories. Give them a follow and a shout out at themoonlife.com. And make sure to use our promo code to save 10% off your next order. It's just frat chat, all caps. Use it. Save some money. It's going to be good. And, I love that, this and also Gazzo. Our good old buddy Gazzo for the fucking awesome theme. And that's it. That's 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 all I got to say. Holler. Woo. Out of breath from that. I'm ex- voice. I am exhausted right there, but not from the Hogan voice, brother. I could do this whole podcast in this voice, dude. It would be amazing. Can you hear me <laughs> chewing? No, I cannot. Why are um, you chewing? You have a drink. Well, no, I, I have a pumpkin drink and I have pumpkin munchkins. Oh, my God. You are officially... You, the only thing can make you more basic right now if you're wearing Uggs. That's all you need. And a, and a yoga mat. <laughs> do you tip for um, takeout? That's a very hard question because it depends on the place. It depends on like the person's role in doing it. For example, I worked at Red Robin where if you were a to-go person, you actually had to like assemble the food, put it all nicely, you know, and like and like take orders and do a lot of things I did that, that a for California would Pizza do. Kitchen. Can I tell you a secret? Go on. I've been fired from one job. Really? And that was California Pizza Kitchen. What'd you do? I threw wine on somebody <laughs> by accident. By what? You don't accidentally throw yes, wine on someone. I, yes, I did. What? Because I okay. Okay, I when you're proceeding it with that, okay, it shows <laughs> it's not an accident. I wasn't always sober. <laughs> okay, working there. Um, and I thought that my boss. We had a meeting like a couple shifts prior. I thought that this pre-shift meeting, my boss said that. White wine takes out red wine stains. That's not true. No, that's not true. Club soda. Club soda, yeah. But I just, for some reason, just remembered white wine. <laughs> and also, sometimes at these meetings, they really have this taste stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I would just, I just can't, I can't have just one drink. You know what I mean? Right. <sighs> so, so, basically, then you thought the white wine would get the shit out, and you dumped it on the person? Well, so I was taking wine to a table, two glasses of red wine. And someone bumped into me, and I dropped red wine on this poor lady. Ooh. And then someone else was walking behind me with a tray of wine, and I grabbed two glasses of white wine and I threw it on her. And I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and my boss is like, Christopher Lee, <laughs> get back here. So um, uh, he like he screamed at me. He was like, what? You can't throw wine on patrons. And I was like, but you said, and he was like, no, that's incorrect. I did not say that. I said club soda. And I was like, oh, oh see, that's, my it. God. that's an honest mistake. And he was like, no. No, that's not an honest <laughs> mistake whatsoever. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I was like, so. And it was an old lady, too. <laughs> she probably died after the fucking meal. And it was sad because they all liked me, but he was like, listen, Chris. And I was like, it's not working out. And he was like, it's not working out. And I was like, I know. And then um, I was like, should I go pack my things? He's like, yeah. And then I went to my locker. I didn't have anything in there. Yeah, I was going to say, you had a locker? I didn't have a locker. I was like, ugh. I remember my mom was like, did you pack your stuff? And I was like, mom, I I went to go pack stuff, but I didn't have any stuff. Uh, That was so sad. See, mom. You have some very pathetic moments in your life, my friend. (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, something that actually, speaking of pathetic, that breaks my heart. Our idea was taken, my friend. What idea? We had an idea, like episode two or three, of producing our own man bras. And my brother, who is an avid listener of the show, shout out, sent me a little news story (gasps) that this company has decided to do it. And now these man bras are going to have, like, wacky designs, like a, like a novelty Simpsons one that's going to come out in Christmas. And that's literally our idea. You know what? I, I hope millions. that they, they make it masculine 
so that you can't see a bra strap. I hope that the straps are more, they more resemble like, like a tank like top? A tank, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. However, I'm sure if you're wearing that, you probably have an undershirt over it. But still. You can see it with a shirt and then whatever you wear over it? I mean, I just feel like I would, if, if a buddy of mine was wearing a bra, I don't think I'd ever let him hear at the end of it. Well, then maybe that's uh, good news for us because if these bras don't don't meet your stamp of approval then we can design a better man bra well Ellen's not gonna do it damn right they so might as well <laughs> that shit made me sad though man could've been rich remember when I knocked my microphone earlier, over earlier oh you mean five minutes ago yeah, yeah. I remember that how, how I'm still like forget? shaking about it <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> is that where you're you're, like, you're sitting there like Gollum from Lord of the Rings like Oh, my so you're like hunched over like I'm your hands are crossed it. you're kind of like moving them around like are you plotting something against me no it's just an injection oh, my precious I'm just bloated from all these munchkins <laughs> what are we talking about today well alright boss tell me what we're doing <laughs> yes my precious Today, we're talking a very particular topic that actually we got the idea from from watching a good old movie called The House Money with Mm. Anna Faris. We've talked about Rush, we've talked about pledging, but we've never talked about the bid giving process. How do people get bids? What the fuck is a bid? How do you get one? Do do you accept the bid? Do you not accept the bid? I just want to know. The people demand Answers, Mr. Simo. Yeah, we've been asked this a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious uh, at the time that you were giving a bid that the chapter sorely needed numbers. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) 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 I mean, come on. You guys have seen his pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I I really was busted. (laughs) Honestly, though, the day you have a kid, if you decide to ever have a kid, you can literally show them that's like... Listen, son, there is a better tomorrow after high school. Look at me then and look at me now. <laughs> you know what? I was I was nominated for Homecoming King, and now that I look back on it, I think it's probably a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I campaigned for it. Oh! But they're probably like, this fucking loser. Oh, <laughs> no. man. How about no? What? How big was your pledge class? How many bids did, were given out? And do you remember what, how it was? Like, were you nervous at all? Did you um, think you were had it in the okay, bag? So, since we're sharing so much today, another secret. There was this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just call him Sunshine. Okay. Uh, I remember he had a crush on my sister. Oh, she yeah. knew it. I knew it. And I remember chatting with him on AOL and his messenger. Oh, God. H-sex location. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, there was some crush party. Amber saying, like, listen, like, if I can score you a date with my sister, can you, can you hook me up with a bid? You pimped out your sister for a bid? And then they got married. <laughs> Honestly, though, eh, prostitution for it. works out. I mean, they made, a, they made pretty woman out of that same exact concept. Yeah. So... Worked for Julia Roberts. And we went to the crush party, and I was like, how's things going with Mike over there? And she's like, I just went out with him. I was like, oh, cool. And then I remember we were, like, all dancing in a group, but then there's all these pictures of what looked like I was dancing with my sister, but I don't think I was. I think she was just in front of me, and with the angle of the camera, it did look like we were dancing together. Yeah. And then people were like, ew, Chris's family's weird, because... It's probably weirder, because this is the freak dancing era, so... What's yeah. <laughs> your sister dropping it down? <laughs> that was back in the day when, like, you would get the the flaming bucket off. Oh, God, yeah. And you were supposed to have them with, like, three or four people. And mm-hmm. there was, like, this giant bucket with all these different alcohols. And it had a bunch of little straws. I would make it a point to, like, share it with one other person and just chug it. Mm-hmm. But then that was, like, Blackout City, though. So they would take, like, a, was, like, a beach pail. At this, at this venue, it was called... The HPV Hour, folks! Mm-hmm. It took a... It was all, like, tropical themes. And they took this, like, beach pail, uh, like, this beach bucket, you know? And they put a lot of ice in it. They put every, like, liquor behind the bar. And then they um, put a whole bunch of grenadine in it. Mm-hmm. And then they dump, like, yep. a Bud Light in it, upside down. And they would stir it. Right. And then they would, they would squirt, like... I think they would put whipped cream on top. 
I think so. And then a whole bunch of straws, and then someone behind the bar would take a Bacardi 151 and blow fireballs. And wow. uh, they would, like, ring the siren. And I remember sometimes you would go up there and be like, hey, can I have a bucket? And they'd be like, all the buckets are out. The buckets are out. Yeah, we got to wait for the buckets. I would I would make sure to get them in the beginning of the night before everybody else did. And then, but then I'd be blacked out and be a cheap date. You know what I mean? But I remember that they, after, uh, towards the end of that party, talking to some of the brothers, and I didn't really click with them that much. But I remember one of them was like, we do this all the time. This could all be yours. Like, check us out. Um, oh, God. Come, so come rush season. And I was like, okay, sure. That sounds great. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And then um, for Rush, none of the other fraternities were even remotely interested in me. Like, I would go to, like, check them out. But they were like, who's this, like, loser? Um, But luckily, some of them remembered me from that crush party. And they were like, hey, you're Melissa's brother. Um, And so I think, I I don't know if maybe Sunshine put in a good word for me. I don't know. But I, I do think that we were at a time when... There weren't a whole lot of people, <laughs> and they're like, "Listen, like we can't be too choosy." Um, so I don't know how many bids were extended, but I do know that we started with ten mm-hmm. and we ended with six. Oh wow! Four dropped out. That's crazy. They couldn't handle it. For me, I pledged as a sophomore, but you a lot of fraternities were trying to come class. after me. But once it came down to like the bid process, I. There was one second of hesitation because I didn't know how it went about getting, you know, notified and shit. So I just, I had no idea. And like, I hadn't heard for a little bit. So I was like, what the fuck? Maybe I didn't get a bid. It's like, no, they must give me a bid. Like, but what if they didn't? What if I'm a loser, Simo? What if, what if they don't love me? And then I'd be like, oh no. (laughs) But, But then it came and I got my bid and I felt, I felt cool again. And then I think it was like you have to do like these big voting interviews right before they voted on the thing where they would just ask you these random questions and just to like kind of break the ice a little bit, you know? I don't remember that. Really? I remember I remember more so because then when I was in charge of pledging, I would interview the kids. I don't remember what they asked me. I remember being in the interview and being like, "Wow, this is weird." But it's awkward, and I, you know, I remember when I was doing the interviewing, I thought it was awkward then too. But I asked a kid once, for example, like, okay, like you're stuck in an elevator with a girl. I do remember being asked this question: you're stuck in an elevator with a girl, and it breaks down. What do you do? And you're supposed to come up with something like cheesy, funny to say it breaks down. Maybe you crack some jokes to break the ice. You keep her entertained until the fucking thing, blah, blah, blah. The, the elevator starts working again, you know. Maybe, you, I don't know. You, it's, you're supposed to come up with something clever to say. This dude just went, and I quote, Uh, I would rape her? <laughs> this scratch. Wait, what? What did you say? Yeah, well, started like, what the fuck? <laughs> The sad thing is we did give him a bid. Who was it? Ah, this kid. Chester the molester. Cock and stuff. It was later on. It was after after I got in. Um, The thing is, I knew the kid, and I knew that he really wasn't creepy, but I was like, what? After the fact, I talked to him. I was like, why the fuck did you say that? And he's like... Honestly, I just don't know. I, I I completely went blank, and then I was trying to say something funny, and that's the only thing that came out. And as soon as I said it, I was like, why the fuck would I ever say that? Like, it was awful. Oh. And so we gave him the pledge name, Chester the Molester, cock and stuff. Well, I, I mean, it. that name is fitting, but... <laughs> it worked if out. I was, if I was the interviewer, I'd be like, next, yeah, I mean, get out. That was pretty bad. However, I will say that semester, we did give out, it was a spring class, we gave out the most bids, or we had the biggest spring class at the time, with only nine, because you know spring class was always smaller. But it was like, people were trying to pressure us to do more numbers, and I refused. I, I was a big quality over quantity type person. It's like, yeah. I'd rather have like a, a room of 10 brothers who I can actually like hang out with and be cool with than a hundred people that I'm like, I fucking hate these guys. Right. You know there's I mean? a or, lot of, there's a lot of, uh, douches. Right. And especially I wanted people who could contribute in different ways too and be different. Like that's one thing I liked about my pledge class and the chapter when I was in it, it was very diverse, but I feel like one thing I hated about it before I was in it. And after I left, 
is that it became very similar and everybody was kind of the same. And it's like, you can't really grow if everybody has the same two ideas. You know what I mean? Diversity is the key to success. It really is, man. You need a lot of different hands and different thoughts to come up with good shit all the time. And that's just a matter of fact. Um, do you ever remember... I mean, I think like the biggest thing about it was the actual bid voting there was always fighting yeah so much fighting because it'll be like we can't give that guy a bid he's a loser and it'll always be the biggest like losers in the room to say shit like that or it was the older guys who were like already graduated years prior but right. they would still come by right and and they were like like whoa, whoa, whoa i think that person might be some sort of minority either it's racial minority or they're like I'm getting a gay vibe right you can't let them in honestly I'm, I'm lucky I look white maybe I wouldn't have gotten a bid if I was brown I'm, I'm lucky that I wasn't as flamboyant as I am now because <laughs> that's true you're pretty bro I you know with your with your sweater and your uh pop collar you keep saying that but the collar was not popped oh please that collar was so big that it looked pop regardless if you, you wanted to I remember it's the, the biggest collar ever seen because I got in a job in guest jeans. <laughs> and then I had to quit because I was in a wheelchair and the, the, <laughs> the stopping wasn't wheelchair accessible. <laughs> you should have sued, man. I should have. What do you mean? You could have made some money. They're like, this isn't going to work. And I was like, you sure? They're like, yes. <laughs> like, I couldn't ring people up behind the counter because oh it, was, my God. it was too high. I couldn't oh reach. Oh, my God. Um, so when, when you were... When you were voting for these to extended bid, what qualities did you look for? I looked for honestly my biggest thing that I wanted to avoid was someone who's a total idiot. Like I don't need someone with a super high IQ to be very book smart, but I just don't want like your typical like ogre like dumbass in, my, in the fraternity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted someone who I could like talk to and had a good personality. That doesn't mean that they have to be cool. I don't care if you're like dorky nerdy fat short tall whatever but if i just could sit around and either have a beer with you or play some video games with you or hang out with you or see myself going to lunch on campus with you you're cool with my book and that was fine did we have some big stupid ogres back in the day we did name some most of the dudes that you knew no yeah like you act like i let them in they were in there before i got there no by the time that we did it like for example my pledge class had a lot of kids that were you would probably have considered dorky in college like you loser yeah that's right you even your loser dad too with his stupid leather jackets really see (laughs) i i like all those guys yeah then they're my like some of my best friends in the world exactly and so that's the thing like that's what i based it on like my pledge brothers weren't all cool but there were some very cool ones like there was like clayton bigsby who was like so smooth and like tall dark and handsome but he was always naked yes he was yes he was i don't understand why I don't know why people just like to be naked a lot. I blame your Uncle Billy that watches you shower. He started that shit. He was always naked. Yeah. Yeah. Always naked. With his little shriveled up penis for some reason. Like, you like, know, oh. I, whenever he would like approach us, like we'd be in line. <laughs> like they'd be like, okay, everyone in line. And we were in the woods. And then he'd be like, don't look, don't look. If you look, you're gay. And I think to myself, why are you naked? Why are like, you naked? You're gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, so... no, no, no. I really... You're gay and you're cold. If I never have to see that, t- <laughs> that teeny shriveled up penis again and copious amounts of body hair in my life, I'll be very happy. You know what, though? He, he might be a grower, not a shower. That's true. Because I've, I've seen I some think I'm a grower in my myself. life. I'm like, wow. That's, that's gotten a lot bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> Wait. Why did you see his boner? Huh? Why'd you see his boner? No, 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 not him per se. Oh, I've okay, seen some okay. dicks in my life because I'm a gay man, and right. you know, sometimes you know when we meet other gay men, you just show each other. Um, we penises. show penises. All right. Cool. Yeah. And then, I, and then the one night stands kind of like an audition. I like to compare my penis with girls' clits, and just because <laughs> I'm usually bigger, but every once in a while, I'm not. Remember China, the wrestler? Yeah, she died, right? Yes. R.I.P. Um, China. I think I saw a picture of her. She had a huge. Well, clip. she it like a dick. ended up doing porn before she died. After she oh, left she WWE, did. she had a quite long and semi-successful porn career. She was making money. When at you least. said quite long, I thought you were going to say clit. Uh, 
I don't remember her clip, to be honest with you, but I... We'll post it on Instagram later, I'm, guys. I'm sad to admit that I may or may not have seen quite a few of her points. <laughs> she did one with a wrestler, too. I think she was on um, Surreal Life. Yes, she was. Um, I liked her. She was in, like, Celebrity Rehab, too. Oh, wow. She was in a bunch of different... She was in Playboy. Um, if, do, would, you, would you say that maybe steroids is a gateway drug? Hmm. Not. I don't know. Not really, because the people who do steroids are doing it for different reasons than the people who look to get high. You know what I mean? So it's not mm-hmm. like, like for example, you're doing it to get physically strong. And I think a lot of athletes know that. Then, if you are doing that, then you can't be like getting drunk or doing math. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're doing it for fitness results, most more likely than not, as opposed to like I'm gonna do this to get fucked up. So I don't necessarily think it's a gateway drug. Um, but I have seen someone take steroids, like inject it, and it's oh fucking... yeah, I've seen that too. We had some opportunity. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's, you it's just mentioned terrifying. one. Uh, not anymore, I guess. He's healthy yes. as shit now. He's doing a good job, right? But it's like, and that's I mean that's also the thing. A lot of college athletes fall victim to. They think like it's like okay, like it's a it's a quick fix to get in shape but it can lead to some awful effects man i'm not about it like i said i'm a grower not a shower i don't need something that makes my fucking schmang shrivel up <laughs> um i think it makes your nuts shrivel up but i think yeah. it doesn't really affect the and shaft you lose your hair and you can get zits makes you angry makes your head bigger there's all kinds of fucking side when effects. i turn 30 get heart attacks it's like i went through puberty again my skin broke out again really yeah my dermatologist was like you know you have like two waves um of of like hormones that produce acne were you like super pissed like you know how much money i paid to have this face <laughs> i was like this is my new face um are you no, regressing back to your old self like the braces are gonna grow the hair is gonna get really short the collar is gonna get like <laughs> it's like a werewolf like michael and thriller um, get out of here <laughs> And a lot of the people I know that have done steroids now have, like, man tits and shit like that. We can market our man bra to them! Yes! Uh, thank you, steroids, for giving me a business plan. The, I, I would say, alright, sir, if you were trapped in an elevator with another girl, what would you do? And he'd be like, I would compare bras. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we said that you, you would hear a lot in fraternities is quantity versus quality. And just like Simo's dating life, uh, there's a lot of quantity in his needs. I think that quantity was definitely more at play during the spring semester. Because in the fall, we had so many guys like banging our door down to be part of the organization. Right, but in the spring, true. people already made their friends. They found, they found their pack. And they uh, weren't interested. So <clears> it, was, it was like pulling I found spring was a big... Uh, transfer student season for pledging people who come in like that weren't around the first semester or things like that or, or older people pledging who decided to do it for some reason Remember we had that we had a one guy pledge one time he was like 30 his pledge name was bc but it we was. had a bunch of older people like pequeño he was like 24 25 when he pledged he was yeah he's older than me what a nice guy yeah actually no he was like 21 but he, still older he, he's like humongous that's yeah. a gentle giant yeah, it's such a gentle giant. He's a bitch, too. <laughs> Is he a bitch? <laughs> nah, but when he hears this, Uh-oh. he'll get mad. So, fuck you, Daniel. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my pledge class was the biggest at the time, but once we the chapter got big enough, we were a big proponent. Okay, of, okay let's slow this shit down. Let's not give out as many bids. Let's make sure they're all cool. But and then, it, like, towards the end of my time there, they decided to rush everybody. And, and the, the funny thing about fraternities is, you know, there's different administrations. And the thing is, like, different people graduate and different people will have control of the chapter during different times. So priorities will change just like that. And in a two-year period, so many people can graduate that it can be a, com- a completely different chapter. So towards the end, it became like, another, like, we're just going to be as big as possible and I think that that actually led to the downfall of the chapter. It got too crazy, shit went down, yeah. and they ended up doing stupid stuff. 
when when you go through Rush and like all the fraternities give their presentations, mm-hmm. uh, there was power with numbers. So like, right. remember there was this one fraternity that uh, I feel like only like eight people showed up to that that Rush event. Right. And I remember thinking to myself like, I don't I don't want to hang out with these eight guys. That's all I have. You guys are all. Like, well, after you graduated, around my last year, they started adding this thing where they made uh, Rush be formal. So you had to be in these, like, like in, on campus, and there was everybody would have, like, their chance to speak. So all the fraternities would be there at once, and one person would, like, do their little presentation in front of, like, all the potential pledges. So everybody was guaranteed to have to hear everybody spiel. And it was so boring. Like, yeah. dude, I probably wouldn't have ever done a fraternity if I would have had to go through that shit. Like, no way. At least the stuff that I did during Boy. Rush Week was, like, kind of fun. Like, some of them I didn't go to, but the ones I did, I was like, okay, this isn't terrible. But, fuck. Like, these things were, like, three hours long. And it was, like, some fucking fat guy from the administration just talking. And then he'd finally give the microphone off to, like, the most boring people from every fraternity. Because those were the ones that could talk. And then they would shake, right? Every time, man. Like, my God. Uh, hello. I'd like to thank you guys for coming. Three hours later, my name is Billy. And I am from... (laughs) God! It was awful. It was awful. I fucking hated it. We are the... Future of America. <laughs> you see, like, a fucking stream of pee going down his pants. It's like, my God, who the fuck did they pick to do these things? I always wish I could just do it, but I don't know. I, don't think I, I would have made it choreographed. Yeah! They're gonna, you, I think that you could have had, like, some white doves flying in and yeah, shit, man. some dancing. Of course. I, I would have just, like, come in smoking a cigarette and done a stand up set. Like, that was kind of my spiel back then. <laughs> You want to rush it? You want to do it? We want you! Yeah! And I talk in my Hulk Hogan voice, and you have like a thousand, a thousand people. Well, let me tell you something, brothers. You want to come in and join the greatest fraternity in the world? Huh? I can't hear you, motherfucker! Well, in fact, dudes, you gotta take your vitamins and save your prayers, brother. Because once you come in with the best, ooh, yeah! It's gonna be the best decision you've ever made, brother! Speaking of hemorrhoids, <laughs> I mean steroids. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're close you're not close 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 sometimes some Sorry, are on guys, your ass someone's just sticking your mind. you know it could be a thing. I'm always thinking about buttholes <laughs> jeez oh boy one thing we forgot to mention is just because someone was given a bid doesn't mean they would accept it you know after they heard people's spiels sometimes fraternities would steal people off and stuff like that yeah so it's it's kind of depressing sitting there and then you give out all these bids and then like two thirds say no it's like Ooh. it's like asking someone to like the high school dance and they're like they I'm still waiting no. here so I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> oh okay let not let me know <laughs> <laughs> have a little personal experience with that Seema oh my gosh I remember I asked this girl my mom was like let me know how it goes so then I was over coming over and she's like how'd it go and I just threw my backpack on the couch and I was like I don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> I ran upstairs. Uh, the shot. And then my amazing. mom and dad were probably like, yep, it's definitely gay. Uh, that response was definitely really gay. Yeah, probably. But it didn't help that you have a pink uh, Hello Kitty backpack. <laughs> that didn't help at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? With it. a matching trapper keeper. Yeah. Um, but, but if I can give anyone an analogy, like, you know, when you post an event on Facebook like it could be mm-hmm. like a party or a fundraiser or whatever the case may be you might or, invite, or you invite your friends to your ad and say your comedy show I yeah, don't know a million people <laughs> and then you're lucky if you get five percent of mm-hmm. those if those, you're lucky if if half of them even respond right. but you're super lucky if you can get five percent of them to actually right. that's what bid um, are like no, totally. So all these people are getting their high horses and be like, no, that guy's a loser and then we wouldn't get anybody. It's like, oh, well, there you fucking go, douchebags. You know what I thought was always interesting? It's like some, the older guys, they would they would always say, we need quality guys. That's a quality guy. And when you 
sit back and look at them, you're like, wow, all the quality guys you're referring to are all attractive. Yeah. So they, they pretty much just wanted, like, attractive guys without having to say they want attractive guys. Yeah, it was, they were kind of picking dudes they would bang. Well, <laughs> she's money. Is he? Because his grades aren't good. Right. Um, he's standoffish. Right. Uh, exactly. The only thing going for him is uh, his hair products. Right. So what? What is it about him that makes him money? Because he seems like eyes. a douche to me. But you know, <laughs> they wanted to bang him. I guess. Oh, he's he's very good looking. Look how little girls look at him and stuff. Look how his eyes shine against the sunlight when he eats his lunch in the student union. Look how handsome he looks while he wears his new fraternity shirt. His guns tightly tight on that medium, medium t-shirt. Look how fantastic he looks as he jogs his way across the fraternity events. I bet you that guy can throw football really, really far. He's so strong. He's so strong. And his grip is just so strong. And did you know he's really smart too? He always does so well in science class. He's really funny too. It's like, all right, chill out. All right, put your boners Look away, how boys. Look at his nostrils flare when he gets mad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his left leg twitches when I eat his asshole out. Uh, oh my yeah, gosh, right. <laughs> he's money. I love how he smiles when I blow him in his sleeve. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Did you ever turn anyone down? Forbid. Yeah, actually. Right. And I feel I'm gonna say I feel so bad, but there is this. I don't even want to say it. There was this guy whose pledge name is Noob. And I always thought he was nice. I thought he was yeah, really cool. Yeah, he's actually I'm, one of my I'm favorites. I went to his graduation party, even. Like, I, he's such a cool guy. But yep. I got this vibe that he was going to tattle all this. Because <laughs> I knew that they were going to have a pretty rough... Everyone's going to have a pretty rough hazing process. Well, um, what are you talking about? Hazing's illegal, It's Sino. illegal. I'm sorry. They were going to have a, um, a, a lot of voluntary workouts. <laughs> Not that I didn't think that he could handle it. Right. But it's got the kind of vibe that he might tattle. I don't know. I just got this vibe that he might be a little bit of a snitch. And I don't know if he asked a particular question or something, but I just remember thinking like, oh no, like he's definitely going to rat us out and then we're all going to get expelled. Well, what so, people didn't know is that this motherfucker was actually very, very smart. And at the time, the fraternity had a forum, yeah. like a secret forum, where we would post yeah, stuff and forum. he hacked it and as a pledge he hacked the forum and yeah. saw a bunch of shit and it's like like honestly if anybody could have taken the chapter down at that particular time it was him well check this out when he was shout out to new by the way i love you i think you're he's great. a great guy it's too bad um, that simo was a jerk and i didn't know. see something in you sorry <laughs> i feel so bad but uh uh he during pledging i think he got alcohol poisoning Really? I went to the emergency room and had every opportunity to rat us out and didn't. Now, wow. I, don't, I wasn't there for any of this. So, so, so I wish, how did that make you think for doubting him, Simo? He was a hero, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So, so I wasn't privy to a lot of these events. We call them events. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't privy to most of them because I was always in rehearsals as I was an acting student in, in right. college. So I kind of just heard things after the fact. And I heard that he drank a lot. Mm-hmm. He volunteered to. He was like, please, please pour all this Rickoloff cheap vodka down my throat. I love it so much. I was a volunteer, I have to say. It was, <laughs> but I really, really, when it came time, like, who wants to take this shot? Like, Fuck it, I'll do it. I knew that I could handle uh-huh. it, though. It's the thing, like, I mean, I've had alcohol poisoning once, but it wasn't in college, and I was a dumbass, and, like, I learned my lesson. But... When I, when I was at my prime and I could put down booze, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I knew that between me, like close to 200 pounds, and like my buddy who's 115 pounds soaking wet, probably a better idea that I take the shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he was like dry heaving for a long time. And it was ugh. just, I think his flesh brothers were nervous. So uh, they took him to the emergency room and uh, he had alcohol poisoning. And uh, everyone was mad at everyone because. There should have been some risk, risk management. Well, maybe that's preventing. why they started keeping tallies after the fact. Because by the time I pledged, it was they, I knew that they were tallies. I didn't know at the time, but I was. It was revealed to me after. So like, look, we had a list. Like for this thing, look, look, this is how much everybody had. But I have uh, to say, I kept tallies. That uh, that's one like huge regret because I'm glad that he got it. I'm glad he came in. He's a really nice guy. 
Um, he's definitely loyal to everyone, and yeah. uh, um, I was proven wrong. And he's one of those people that, to this day, is very supportive, and I don't talk to him at all like that often but, but he sees you on reddit yeah he page. saw me pop up on reddit and texted me immediately and it was like that's very cool that he's paying attention he's like you know i hope you keep having success blah 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 it's like thank you so much so shout out again for being a very Have cool you seen guy me on reddit lately yeah you've been I killing there dude it's a day that i was not called a faggot on a reddit however it has been going down <laughs> the first post you used to do it was like it, it was literally like you were at a trump rally like you got called that, that left and right but now but like, i haven't done any gay nicer. jokes that's why because people well don't... you just did a joke about long hair and your asshole i wouldn't call that straight material um okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I didn't say my, I didn't say that I had long ass hair. I'm just, I was just commenting on the fact Which that. Which she does, by the way. That, no. I was just commenting on the fact that when you wash your hair, it all kind of, like, sometimes hair, like, rips out or breaks off, and mm-hmm. it all kind of congregates in your ass crack. Yeah. And so when you have long hair, after you wash in the shower, you have to do a little swipe up the crack to get that, like, that like hair the ball of hair um out of, out of there so long hair don't care unless it's in your derriere correct right? okay cool i like that your girlfriend gets it i know she does That's she, she texted me earlier yeah she i was like is this funny <laughs> <laughs> she's honestly the best person to bring to a show because it's like it could literally be like here's carlos garcia she's like ah! <laughs> it's great so it's cute. fantastic um, if, if you had to do it again would you be nicer as far yeah, as putting up bids? But I still, coming off from that, I, I do think that um, that was a big contributing factor as to why I voted for someone. If I thought that, if I got a little bit of a vibe that they either couldn't handle the pledge process or they were asking too many questions, like, is there hazing? Is there hazing? You can maybe mm-hmm. eat or drink weird stuff. And I was like, no, don't even bother, guys. Like, don't even, because you could, someone's going to mess with the wrong person and we're all, all going right. to in trouble. Like, That's don't true. even do it. That's um, so true. I was really big on that. I just hoped that they were fun. Because if right. they're fun enough to make a fool themselves, then I knew that they were willing to put on a weird costume mm. and dance their little butt off in my um, production <laughs> called Greek Week. And then um, <laughs> uh, I also uh, was really adamant about ha- having people with good grades stellar grades because we have so many fucking idiots in our fraternity that like just never graduated right. and they just like failed classes left and right and just brought our GPA down and I wanted the president cup award you know what I mean yeah so I have to say I feel bad I I mean I took I graduated in five years but it's just because it took me forever to pick a major and like, I don't know what the fuck I wanted to do blah 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 uh, but most of my pledge class made it out in four which is a proud accomplishment I honestly needed the extra lab though because I wasn't mature enough when I when I should have gotten out. Yeah. When, like I think the fifth year actually really did me good. Where then I kind of figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. Blah 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 blah. Uh, but I was not ready to get out in four. <laughs> did you have any legacies in your pledge class? Uh, yes. Billy, is that you? His brother was a teacher. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone was in my pledge class, but I remember when. Um, People were rushing, and they would say, I'm a legacy. Mm-hmm. Most of us were like, who cares? Right. Um, so Billy, is that you? Got in because we thought he was cool. Um, oh, well, that's nice. Not because his brother, but we didn't really give a flying fuck. Like, okay, that's not a, it's not a given. Right. So you have to like, that's prove true. yourself. I actually am pretty sure we turned down a kid who's like dad or uncle was in the fraternity or something. Was he gay? No, he was just like terrifyingly creepy. Oh. <laughs> like like he looked like someone who would like shoot up a movie theater or some shit. I'm like, eh, let's not Yikes. let's not this is not cool. He came in wearing a um a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, God I wish. At least trench coats can be kind of cool, but no. This when I was in middle school, that's when they had like, the Columbine shootings or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I think like, the shooter had a trench coat. And so yep. I always associated trench coats with um, scariness. Well, really, the movie The Matrix, because you know you can, they had so many guns under the trench coats. Mm-hmm. I think that people were like, "Oh, that's cool. Let's do that." I still, to this day, 
just don't understand that movie. What? How do you not understand the Matrix? There's so many levels. Like, so is he or is he not Jesus? I don't get it. I mean, it's kind of like an allegory to Jesus, but he he's a, he's a different type of savior. It just kind of shows the... It's more so like, like, I don't know if you've heard the story, Allegory of the Cave, which is, I think it's maybe by Plato. It's essentially that people actually, most of humanity lived in this cave where there's, there's nothing but darkness. And I think they're blindfolded even, so they can't see. Uh, and so one person is able to escape the cave and see reality. He sees lights, he sees colors, he sees birds, he sees grass. But then how does that person then go back down to the cave and describe what he sees to someone who's never seen it before? And that's kind of like the matrix. These people are woken, but then they go back in and get these people out who've seen this reality. It's like, how are you taught that the reality you see, touch, eat, drink, feel is real just because you see it? It's like, nope. And it shows that, you know, the human race was actually being controlled and they were they were actually used as batteries for robots, and so they're in these pods, and the robots would feed them and shit, but they were seeing and hearing an alternate reality that wasn't really what was happening. And once it was their time to get eaten, then in the reality, they died. Can you imagine pitching that idea to a production company and then being like, wait, 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 back up, wait, who, wait. So Is he probably the spoon. A crazy Why is that necessary? Why would you ruin a spoon? I wait, say it again. I think like to explain that pitch meeting, there must have been like a giant blunt being passed around. <laughs> you know, and then like someone goes, So what? And you bent the spoon? Well that's the thing, man. You have to realize that there is no spoon. <laughs> Whoa! And you know what's funny? Will Smith was supposed to be Neo, oh, not really? Keanu Reeves. And he turned that role down for a little-known classic called Wild Wild West. I'm dead. How did that do? Yep. Yikes. But there's a good song in it. Wild Wild West, yippee-yo, yippee-yo. <laughs> and actually, Jim his West, wife ended up being in the Matrix movies. Rod Frater. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Gun in this. Something, something this. I don't know. Remember wow, that? That was like the whitest shit I've ever seen. Cisco is in it. Really? Going straight. To the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's a singer. Wild, wild I did not know west. that he was a singer of that. Wow. From Drew Hill. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. Uh, so Cisco used to come to Arundel Mills Mall and he'd be signing autographs at FYE. Oh, but God. no one cared. They were like, oh, he's here again? Wasn't he here <laughs> every weekend for the past year? They're like, Cisco's here again? Cisco himself. never left. He's been here all along. <laughs> People like, oh my God, Cisco's here. Again? Jeez. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now that it's like 10 years later, if you were stuck in an elevator with a girl, what would, what you, do? would you do? What would you do? Oh my God. And don't well, say anything inappropriate because I would take your bit away. Okay, so no raping. Yeah. Um, none of the things that none that kid that said. Because that's creepy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, honestly, it's fucking 2019. I feel like my cell phone would most likely work. Unless you're in those New York City elevators. Oh, wherever you have Sprint. Yeah. Sprint fucking <laughs> sucks in New York. Yeah, uh, honestly, you're beat. All you can do is yeah, just... Yeah, that Sprint, you guys suck in New York. Go fuck yourself. I, I feel like at first I would try to look at, at Instagram and see what's happening. Once I realize I can't go live and share my pain, I start crying. Yeah. And, and then this, then I'm just embarrassed. To me, it's a load of questions. Like, how long have you been there? Have you been there for a long time? Shit, if, if it's been a long time, I'm going to take that bitch out so she don't waste my oxygen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. But in reality, I would probably just, like, braid her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nervous talker, so I feel like at first I'd try to make some shitty jokes and be like, uh, hi, uh, yeah, you know, like, happens all the time or something. She'd be like, why are you talking to me? You'd be like, we may have to repopulate the entire planet. Right. Just so you here, know. In so. this elevator. <laughs> or it might be time to make some tough decisions where someone's going to be eaten. Let me tell you something, Simo. It ain't gonna be you, brother. <laughs> if she turned to me and she's like, "We may have to repopulate the planet," I'd be like, "Well, it's not gonna work." <laughs> not with me. <laughs> you can't get pregnant with anal, folks. You nope. can't. Uh, I feel like I would try to like figure out some kind of human uh, step ladder device where maybe she gets on top of my shoulders and then pulls up oh. the, the top 
uh, square thing in the elevator to at least push that out so then we don't have to worry about running out of oxygen. And then, depending on where we're stuck, if we're between floors, maybe you can open the door, but I wouldn't want to be the one to squeeze through. Uh, squeeze her ass through and have her call her for help. I would just hope that she had a wedding ring on so that when the sexy firemen come to get us, that would be a decoy. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, she's taken. So this fine-looking guy over here in the corner, he's peed himself. <laughs> <laughs> They're never as sexy as when you're covered in PC, man. That's what I know. Kelly said. I got stuck in the elevator at Macy's on State Street in Chicago for almost an hour. And I was in the elevator going up to a floor that had a bathroom. And I'll never forget. Because uh, I was working in the Macy's at the Macy's Optical. I was in the elevator at that point. Huh? Did you pee in the elevator? Is that no, I held it the whole time. <sighs> but there was this guy, some security guard on the other side. And he was like, if you need anything, I'm right here. And I was like, oh, thank you. Th- thank you so much. At the pee. What are you going to do? You're going to pass me a book to read? Yeah, at least he was nice and was there. And then leave you in silence, you jerk. <laughs> Have you learned anything from this episode? You're a jerk, Seema. Yeah. I've had moments. <laughs> Thank you, Macy's security staff, for keeping me company. Yeah, right? That poor guy. He was just like trying to do a nice thing. So what did we learn today? Chris is an asshole. Chris throws wine. He doesn't understand things. He drinks too much. He, he discriminates against pleasure. He messages people on um, Facebook and calls them bitches. Seema's a bad person, And he blackmails them to <laughs> do the right thing. Um, he doesn't extend bids to people he, that he thinks might be tattletailers. They turn out to be good guys. Yeah. Make sure you send them all the hate mail that you can uh, on Instagram at chris.more.comedy. Um, I already get all the hate mail. So. Yeah. So we'll send him more. Thank you. The occasional dick pic. He loves it. He yeah. Hates, I'll take it. He hates vagina pictures. So send him one of those and he'll really Whoa, fuck with them. Gross. <laughs> and make sure you give me a follow at Carlos Does the World on Instagram and Facebook. Carlos Does World on Twitter. Give us a follow on all social media at Frat Chat Podcast. Uh, and I think on that note, it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. Don't you think so, sir? Yeah, Carlos has to take his painkillers. Yeah, buddy. So I'm about to go from brother to brother. Yeah, and I'm going to go blow your bathroom up. Yeah, buddy. It's a tradition. Thanks, guys. Uh, Speaking of tradition. To adjourn. A second. Let's get the fuck out of here. And see you. Ciao.